Rise to Offend, a podcast that explores people who rose to offend in society and their legacy today. I'm your host, Petra Speich, and this week we are doing part three of three on The Joker, the most iconic supervillain in comic books and eventually in the history of popular culture. Listed in many mainstream sources as the greatest and most iconic villain in the history of comics, The Joker would be a staple to many for anarchy and motivate many copycat criminals to take on his persona in efforts of mimicking the character. At this stage, after the cultural impact of Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker in The Dark Knight, copycat crimes and criminals would mimic his philosophy and tie a deadly legacy to the character that would change his legacy and views across the world. At the suspect's apartment building, police have it surrounded. The building already evacuated. Fears that his apartment may be booby-trapped. The scene was chaotic overnight, moviegoers fleeing for their lives. And then you just kept hearing it, bam, 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 nonstop. The gunman never had to reload. It just, the guns, the shots just kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. Eyewitnesses spoke of a man dressed in a mask and bulletproof kicking open emergency doors to Theater 9 and opening fire with a shotgun. My friend sitting next to me turned towards me and she um, she got um, part of a bullet hit her in the mouth. Witnesses say the suspect may have used tear gas at a moment in the movie when the same thing was happening on screen. Rounds penetrated into Theater 8 next door. More than 250 police have responded to the scene, along with 100 FBI agents. Back is full of blood. I don't know if that matters or not. Full of what? Blood. Excessively. Back seats are full of biohazard material. Police say they've arrested the suspect described as an adult male, 24 years old, heavily armed and heavily armored. But police believe at this point that he was acting alone. The suspect was found with three weapons, including a possible assault rifle. The suspect, who is in custody, made statements about possible explosives uh, in possession in his residence. And we are dealing with the potential that there are explosives inside there. We're also concerned about explosives in the parking lot, hence the parking lot is completely sealed off. Survivors and witnesses have been taken to a triage area at a local high school. And joining me this week is Brandon Guchan and Jocelyn Sharp. When you see somebody like Heath Ledger's Joker and you are a lost person and you feel like society doesn't care about you, and again, you're going to be one of the people that says, well, society made me this way. You're the ones that made me fucked up. You're going to look at somebody like that character and go, this guy at least has a plan. You know, like, even though the Joker never really had a plan. But, but he it, had a purpose. But he had a purpose. A semblance of control. That's what it is. And it's like, so when you go out there, and again, you're 14 years old, and you're seeing these scars on Heath Ledger's face, and you're saying to yourself, well, this is how I can strike an emotion with people. This is, I could go, I could go to somewhere really primal, if, if all I got to do is just cut my face and just have a permanent smile on my face, people are going to look at me and they're going to be scared. And that's what it is. They just yeah. want they just wanted to get in a get a reaction out of someone. But unfortunately, when you're 14 years old, you don't understand that that for the, the years that you spent on your planet may seem like a long time. But then when you're 28, you're like, you know what? 14 years really wasn't that bad. You know, I mean, really wasn't. That I grew up a in, a, in a poor county. There was a lot of kids with a lot of carvings in their arms and their necks and their faces. This is a it's an act out that kids do. And, and, and Heath Ledger, his portrayal of the Joker is 
in line with a Marilyn Manson character or these other characters that somebody can look at and is so outside of the realm of society. And to your point, for someone who feels like they are not even, they are so removed from society, so far they can't identify with anyone or feel any sort of connection with anyone, that this is like, well, this is who I am then. But see, I, I, I'm not going to say that they don't have that connection with other people because the, the, the kids that did cut their face, they had friends. Yeah, they, they were did. doing it yeah. to show their friends, mm-hmm. look how much I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah it's, e- it's easy to accept that you're ugly yeah. as an individual. It's hard to accept that you're beautiful. It's easy to relate to, hey, I can have the joker's purpose. It's hard to relate to, like, look at all the hard work I got to do to be Batman. It's a, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, exactly. It's, it's, it's really... It's, the it's, uphill it's, battle with no thanks, no gratitude of, yeah. of doing the right thing is, is a lot less attractive than being the punk rock god. I can just accept the punk rock mentality and be like, fuck it, you know? Life is hard and, and I don't have to try, I'll just accept it. What are you? I'm Gotham's reckoning. Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy would be completed with the film The Dark Knight Rises, and the film would be released on July 20th, 2012. At a midnight showing of the film in Aurora, Colorado, a man would dress up like Heath Ledger's Joker, and when the film began, he would start shooting at the audience, murdering 12 people, including a six-year-old girl. The killer would state that he was playing the role of the Joker. A midnight showing of the Batman movie turned into a nightmare. Police are on the scene. Right now we know, as we said before we were reporting 14 dead, we now believe there are only 12 dead, but I want to look at those hazmat teams going into the movie theater right now. Of course, there's blood on the scene, but also reports of smoke bombs, Amy, going off. So they're going to go in there and try and figure out exactly what that substance was. That's right. And, and here's what we know right now. As you mentioned, the revised number, 12 dead, 50 injured. The youngest victim, just three months old. The suspect is in custody right now. We know he's a young man, 24 years old. Eyewitnesses describe him as armed for battle, a rifle, a handgun, a shotgun. And as George mentioned, smoke bombs. We're learning a lot more about the victims in the shooting as well. And we're about to hear from several eyewitnesses. And their stories are just chilling. Society has had the Joker as part of it for 70 years at this point. Why are people emboldened to embrace the philosophy after the Dark Knight? And what has changed in society to make them feel this way? I think in society, it's all about just getting people to talk about you. There are some people out there that look at social media and they feel like as long as I get all these retweets, as long as people are hearting or as look at all the comments I'm getting, I matter. So, and ultimately when you are that narcissistic, when you are, when it's all about you, there are so many traits that coincide with the Joker. It's all about you. As long as people are talking about you, who cares how heinous the act is? It's all about you. That's for, all that yeah. psychos care about. Yeah, for one minute, I'm for one minute people talked about me. There's a reason why so many 
piece of shit murderers they'll go return they'll go back to the scene of the crime or right to the news yeah or right to the news and like this is what i did come and find me because they think it's a game they they, they think it's a game and you're not gonna see the families of the victims uh I, I, they're not as easily accessible as they are finding the violence you know people are gonna try and find out about who that the, the piece of shit that shot up the, the the movie theater they're gonna try and learn about this guy they're gonna try and understand him he's broken oh, oh he's just broken true crime podcasts will worship this guy yes. for years and years mm-hmm. to exactly come. yeah, yeah exactly yeah. And, and that's the thing and it's like so so you'll put somebody like that up on a pedestal and unfortunately when you feel like your life doesn't matter okay. Okay, so my life doesn't matter, but you're never going to stop talking about me. When you have that kind of mindset, yeah, you are highly dangerous. Good morning, George. You're right. It is just a horrific scene here in Aurora, Colorado. This is a movie theater that is uh, attached to basically a, a suburban mall here in Aurora. The theaters were packed for midnight showings of The Dark Knight. And uh, when just after midnight, the movie had just gotten underway. And what we heard from witnesses were that there were parts of the movie where there were there was shooting, there was explosions, and all of a sudden, the shooting started for real. When celebrity worship is all that matters and talent doesn't, then yeah, doing crimes make you a celebrity. Well, and it's a very different, and to your point, the Joker's been around for a while. Bullying and, and disenfranchised people have been around for a while. Why now? social media is the answer and and although I am always the first to defend that you cannot blame art or culture on the violent actions of others the only people responsible for those actions are those people I do understand the effect it has on the psyche and uh, there's something to be said for the fact that on the opposite end of it you're talking about likes and all that stuff only mattering not only do likes and stuff only mattering but people like this narcissistic sociopaths people with mental deficiencies people who have issues understanding the morality of the world, whether that be through empathy or compassion, see social media and they see people they deem less than them getting more attention and being adulated and being worshipped and being told how great they are. And they're sitting behind a computer screen thinking this piece of shit, I'll show them this piece of shit, I'll show them. And then they see a character like the Joker whose entire motivation is I'll show you. Again, when you watch The Dark Knight, there's a scene where there's a pile of money and the Joker sets fire to it. He just sets fire to it. Because all I had to do was take about maybe five grand and buy some drums of gasoline. It doesn't cost that much. It's insane. Like watching, he, he had everything that most bad guys want. Money. But the Joker wanted, just he just wanted to see things burn. That's all. There remains concern tonight. There could be so-called copycats. Others who would try to do the same thing at other movie theaters, Bill. So what sort of steps are they taking? Well, in Aurora, for instance, the police chief says he's been contacted by chiefs all across the country, and he's told them what he's doing, putting extra duty officers at those theaters. They're showing Batman for the foreseeable future. Right. Oh, we also understand AMC, they, don't want, uh, they want to discourage costumes, fans coming, and some are even being searched, I understand. Yes, across the country, there are concerns that there could be something else from the copycat, someone trying to capitalize on the same publicity. We heard from one theater goer in Times Square tonight. He said he, he went to the see it and, and looked for the exits. It changes the way people are thinking about Indeed. movies tonight. More copycat crimes would occur throughout the years. The character would become a boogeyman in modern times and someone embraced but truly feared because of the deaths associated with him. In 2014, two psychopaths went on a shooting spree in Las Vegas and ended up killing two police officers and an innocent bystander before killing themselves when faced with capture. 
One of the killers, dressed as the Joker while on the spree prior to the killing, posted a YouTube video in which he laid out his manifesto. I want to be a war mongerer, not just some everyday terrorist. I want to blow up whole nations, Miller ranted in his video. I want to be the warmonger, not just some terrorist, not some just everyday terrorist, domestic terrorist, I want to blow shit up, how does that go? I want to blow up whole countries, whole nations. I want to make everybody submit to one world order governance under my rule. In 2016, Mark Hamill would continue throughout the years voicing the Joker for the animated roles on TV and direct-to-DVD, but his role as the Joker would finally go to theaters with the animated feature film version of the Killing Joke graphic novel. And the film would profit at the box office, but get mixed results from fans and critics. <laughs> oh no! Don't please! Why are you doing this? Where are you taking me? I... What? Please! Tell me what I'm doing here! Somebody! Doing? You're doing what any sane man in your appalling circumstances would do. You're going mad. I... I remember. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Remembering's dangerous. I find the past such a worrying, anxious place. Yes, memory's so treacherous. One moment you're lost in a carnival of delights, childhood aromas, the flashing neon of puberty, all that sentimental candy floss. The next, it takes you somewhere you don't want to be. Somewhere dark and cold, filled with the damp, ambiguous shapes of things you'd rather forget. Memories can be vile, repulsive little brutes. Like children, no? <laughs> Warner Brothers would then decide to reboot him again in 2016 in the film version of Suicide Squad. And this time, actor Jared Leto would take the reins. But he would, again, embrace the comic format and eliminate any real interpretation of the character himself. You are... You might want to keep your mouth shut. Can I go, man? What the... What's going on, man? This is crazy. Blah, 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 All of that chit-chat's gonna get you hurt. Oh, my God. Audiences would not accept this version of the Joker anymore, and Jared Leto's performance would be panned as well as the film. Bring the car around. We're going for a drive. Why do people want a real version or one they can see as a human in the Joker in modern times? Catharsis. I think it's catharsis. I think that's why we're obsessed with true crime, why, why it's the most popular thing on the planet. I think we're all anxious and terrified and 
We are now way too connected. We weren't meant to know this much about the world. I wasn't meant to know what happened in Italy the minute it happened in Italy. That's not normal. It's not normal for us to know how many horrible things are happening on the daily. We're anxious. We're scared. But we are also human, meaning we like to pick at our scabs. We like catharsis. And I think that once we saw the Joker for who we knew the Joker really could be, it's hard to go back because it was very cathartic. It was cathartic to be able to humanize, watch, uh, root for, and sometimes love, hate the person that you believe is out there, the boogeyman to Pete's point, to look at the boogeyman and say, well, there's the boogeyman. He's kind of cool. You feel a little bit more powerful. I think it's catharsis talking about, you know, these true crime podcasts that these true crime shows, these true crime channels that all they talk about is true crime is is the major demographic is women (laughs) because women are murdered all the time. It's catharsis. I think it's catharsis. I think people are obsessed with what scares them. I know I am. And I think that it feels good to stick your tongue in the sore tooth. Heath Ledger's Joker was different from any version that preceded him. Different from any other villain in cinema, really. As an elemental force of chaos with supernatural charisma planning and dumb luck, he didn't have or need a consistent origin story. He was more of a demon summoned by Batman's enemies to fight him, a demon they soon learned that they couldn't control. In other words, in the world of the Dark Knight, the Joker's presence in Gotham City is entirely Batman's fault. I'm going to piggyback off your point. Um, I just think when you look at the Dark Knight, that was based in reality. You're seeing how scary something like this could be in real life. Ha, ha, ha. I thought my jokes were bad. When you see Suicide Squad, Jared Leto, look, and I, and here's the thing. I, I appreciate Jared Leto for trying to do something different from yes. Heath Ledger's Joker. Pete and I had this conversation mm-hmm. a long yeah. time ago, and I, I'm going to piggyback off the conversation you never heard, but he was a big fan of Jared Leto going, you know what? I'm going to do something completely different. So I'll give him that. But again, just with the way the movie was filmed, uh, it, it just wasn't a good movie. And I just think that because it was just such a bad movie, his his portrayal got especially panned because you only see a movie for that character. Nobody, Harley Quinn, the only reason people give a shit about Harley Quinn is because she is associated the with the Joker. That's it. Well, and this is after Heath Ledger's Joker. After Well, after Jack Nicholson's Joker, I'll say, is probably a little bit mostly responsible for it and then Heath Ledger's Joker was the nail in the coffin that if you were going to have a movie with the Joker in it we only care about the Joker and we only care if it's based in reality because again there was a scene in the Suicide Squad where you know the Joker is laying in the middle of all these blades and they're all arranged in a special type of way and I'm like do you think the Joker's going to take three hours to set up these blades no. it's like it's like setting up dominoes well, like, what it's is a he guy doing? who would tattoo his forehead isn't going to right. it's just like none of that made sense but I'm with you on all that but the reality is important it is important yes. and you can't show us Joker you can't show us the Joker at his core at the rawness we, we are human we do love raw art we love seeing that's why really good movies that are based in raw emotion, you know, they they did well for a long time. They don't anymore because we live in the society we live in. But we like raw emotion. We like real stuff. And and there was it was so far away removed from Heath Ledger's performance, Jared Leto's performance. It was so far the other way. It was like almost CW TV show to that side that you just couldn't because now the Joker is Heath Ledger's Joker in our head. That's who we picture. 
that's who we hear. Heath Ledger's Joker didn't love anything. It's a weakness. Yeah. That's what made him scary. And Jared Leto was like, I love Harley Quinn. Like, that yeah. whole movie, you know? <laughs> I'm going to get you back. Yeah, beat I you love up. you, babe. Yeah. It's like, ugh. I think it's really good when, um, when, when movies make us uncomfortable or challenge us or make us think differently. Um, so I, I think I'm pleased uh, uh, about that, that part. It, that's how I felt making it. Um, I think that's why I wanted to make the movie, right? Because um, it wasn't easy for, for me. I felt such a wide array of feelings towards Arthur Joker in preparing for the role and the people that I studied for the character. I, I liked that, it, it, you know, there are things that I read um, about certain people that filled me with a, a, a fury and an, and an anger towards them. And then as I would dig deeper into their lives um, and get into some of the trauma they experienced as children, my feelings would suddenly change. Warner Brothers would nix the Jared Leto Joker and go back to the drawing board. The Joker was the largest grossing comic book villain of all time. Every Batman film featuring him was a huge hit, and they would decide to make him a centra figure, and they knew that it would have to be based in reality and what Heath Ledger and Christopher Nolan's legacy left behind. In 2019, director Todd Phillips would create this film and cast it with Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. They would create a completely new origin story, make the character relatable, sympathetic, broken, but a genuine victim of bullying and life itself before becoming the version we all saw and knew from The Dark Knight. Arthur, does it help to have someone to talk to? My mother always tells me to smile and put on a happy face. She told me I had a purpose to bring laughter and joy to the world. Is it just me? Or is it getting crazier out there? Though your heart is aching. Before its release, people were scared of the possibility of another Aurora, Colorado shooting, but it would never come. In October 4, 2019, Joker would be released, and the fear behind its danger would draw a mass appeal, and again, the character would bring in a billion dollars at the worldwide box office. <laughs> anyway, um, Hoyt said that uh, they talked to you, and... Now they're looking for me, and I just want to know what you said. Make sure our stories line up, seeing yeah, as how that's you're important. my boy, and you know, uh, makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Thank you, Brando. Thank you so much. I just want to.
Do you watch the Murray Franklin show? Yeah. I'm going to be on it tonight. How important was the possible danger behind the version of the film Joker to its success? Again, I keep harping on this point, but I feel like we're so aware now of actually how dangerous and scary and real and tragic the world is. You can't milk toast us anymore. You can't show us low stakes and treat it like high stakes. You, we just are not, we're too knowledgeable as a society now. We just aren't that fucking invested. We're never going to be that invested unless you give us real world stakes because we live in a world where we hear about tragedies, horrific tragedies every single day. But then explain the Marvel Universe. But this is the thing. This is what Marvel understood. Marvel understood that, that the best thing to do was to bring in Thanos, mm -hmm. was to show... Uh, I'm going to show you a guy who's going to take away half of humanity. Now, that's easy to understand for us because we understand the motivations behind domestic terrorists. That's an easy understanding. I want to wipe out half the world. That's that's a that's high stakes. We can understand that. Plus, we're already bought into the craziness of the Marvel Universe. You know, there's a lot of other things going on there. Ragnarok. But, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But with the Batman universe, it, it you can't go from from Nolan Nolan high stakes high stakes high stakes high stakes to medium stakes with leto and now if you're gonna do joker again you already know the last one failed you have to do it different from leto you have to do it different from ledger but you have to do it like ledger but not like ledger and then you also have to bring a new spin on it and they understood that without the danger of it being based in something that was so close to reality so close to something that could happen today that it just wasn't going to be a successful you know, it wasn't going to grab us. In an interview with The Telegraph, journalist Robbie Collin asked Phoenix if he was worried the movie might perversely end up inspiring exactly the kind of people it's about with potentially tragic results. Phoenix then got upset. He responded, why? Why would you? No, no. And then he left the room. The Telegraph reports that Phoenix left the interview for an hour as he talked to a press agent from Warner Brothers, which is the studio behind the production. The outlet reports the actor returned and explained that he panicked because he didn't consider the question. But Phoenix has no regrets about the role, despite criticism. In an interview with Variety, he called the role one of the greatest experiences of his career. Here's the thing about the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. Um, the other movies, you know, you needed Batman to be in there. Mm -hmm. That's why the Joker movies work so well. I saw this movie and I'm like, you didn't have to call this movie Joker. You could have called it something else. Scary and, and, guy. And, and it just would have been, it, it would have been an okay movie, but I don't think it would have gotten the attraction that it got because you, again, you're taking the nostalgia and you're slapping it on this package. Okay, we're going to give him a completely different backstory that he's never had in any of the, in any of the comic books, any of the movies. You're going to have him go a completely different direction. You're going to have a relationship with his mother. You're going to have, you're going to show how he, he's got this disorder. This is why he laughs all the time. Again, it, to me, it was they tried so hard to make people. It, the reason I didn't really enjoy the movie so much is because they try, all they wanted to do was just try to make the Joker seem like this could be you one day. Well, and that's it, you know, this could be you. And again, and in a weird way, it does go back to the killing joke where it's like one bad day, one bad day, and this could be you. And that's and that's what I feel like the the uh, the whole overall arc of that movie. But you was. take away the scary and the to your point, you take away the scary and the Joker a little bit when you do that. This can be you thing. Yes. When you can, but I think this was the we're looking for the eighteen to thirty five demographic. 
the people who hate bullying, the people who who talk about the trauma that bullying creates, the people who want to feel like, oh, see, look, I'm justified. Like, this is what happens when you bully. You become the Joker. Right. <laughs> it's like I knew it felt very to me. It feels a little bit contrived. The second I saw the movie poster and the second I saw Joaquin Phoenix dressed in the makeup, I'm like, he's going to win an Academy Award just because he's playing this iconic character. Watch, this is exactly what's gonna happen. To my fellow nominees, we all know there's no competition between us. It's like this thing that is uh, created to sell advertisements for the TV show. Uh, I'm inspired by you. I'm your student. I, 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 I just, I, I can't believe the, the beautiful, mesmerizing, unique work that you've all done this, this year. And um, I know people say this, but I really do feel honored to be mentioned with you. Um, <clears throat> some of you I reached out to personally. Some uh, I'm still a little too intimidated by, even though we share the same agent. Hi, Christian. <laughs> Uh, you're not here, but uh, that's it. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> Todd, uh, you were such a, an amazing friend and collaborator, and you convinced me to do this movie, and you encouraged me to give everything and to be sincere, and I'm such a pain in the ass. I cannot believe you put up with me. I'm so indebted to you doesn't even matter the amazing jobs that everybody else is doing he's playing the joker he's uh, the joker is about he's as american as apple pie and again you're doing another you're doing another twisted version that was formed off the other twisted versions of the other guys that did the joke contrary to popular belief I, I don't want to rock the boat um but the boat is rocked and um <clears throat> it, uh, there are, uh, it's really nice that so many people have come up and, and sent, uh, sent their well wishes to Australia. Um, but we have to do more than that, right? Uh, it's such a beautiful gesture. Um, and I, I, I am a, um, I, I have not always been a virtuous man. Uh, I'm learning so much. And so many of you in this room have given me multiple opportunities to try to get it right. And I'm de deeply grateful. Um, but I think together, hopefully, we can be unified and actually make some changes. It's great to vote, um, but sometimes we have to take that responsibility on ourselves and make changes and sacrifices in our own lives, and I hope that we can do that. We don't have to take private jets to Palm Springs for the war sometimes or back, please. And I'll try to do better, and I hope you will too. Thank you so much for putting up with me. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for this night and all of you. Thank you. Art isn't dangerous anymore. It's not been dangerous forever. This character, this version of this character that Heath Ledger did, it has a body count, a tied to it. A real-life body count. A real-life body count. When Heath Ledger died, when, going back, Brandon Lee died, the promotional aspect was like, these guys are dead. You're seeing a ghost on that screen. You have to go see this. You won't see them again. The promotional push on this without them even doing it is like, hey, this is the version, okay, of the Joker that's dangerous. 
This is the version that Heath Ledger started. When we talk about Jared Leto and Suicide Squad, I stated that to Brandon a while ago. I go, you know what he did? He said, I'm not going to piggyback on the danger. I'm not going to piggyback on the body count so I can sell a fucking movie. What I'm going to do is I'm going to recreate this guy. Pass or fail, it's going to be me. The Jared Leto version in Suicide Squad. The movie sucked, and, and that hurt him, but he didn't piggyback off something that was off a tragedy. Joaquin Look, Phoenix piggyback. Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Phillips did. And, and admitted we, so. Admitted so. Admitted that. Joaquin Phoenix said in his acceptance speech. We wanted that, and we told him the only way we'll accept this Joker is if we see the guy that made someone crazy enough to shoot up a movie theater on that stage again. I think the motive is, is his life has continued to collapse for, I bet, a number of months or maybe even a few years. And as his issues with perhaps delusion, paranoia got greater, he just couldn't deal with what was going on around him. That's the only way we would accept him. That's him forever now. No more Mark Hamill and the killing joke in 2000. Nobody gave a shit about the killing joke in 2016, the animated series. They're like, eh, whatever. We want Ledger. That's where it made me think about the times that he was like picked on in class. He was just that person who always was smirking. But this is the society we live in, though. We live in a success is the only path society. So to your point, Leto did something different. He took a risk. That's real art. Just mm -hmm. because art is bad or not what you like doesn't mean it's not good art. This goes back to what you were talking about when you said they were not taking a risk for, the, for getting Nolan to direct it because he was an artsy director. That's the risk. Yeah. When you go and do your own thing, there will always be a risk. And again, Especially look, if you know it's not what people want. Right. Leto knew. He knew that's not what people wanted. Last night, neighbors at his Aurora apartment building said they heard loud techno music coming from his apartment. With the recorded sounds of gunshots added in. Leto is a bona fide artist. You can look at anything. Completely. Dude. Blade Runner 2049, look at his character. Look at him in Dallas Buyers Club. Dallas he Buyers is Club is not funny. going to do anything without an artistic purpose. But well, he was like sending people at this point. dead animals. He sent his, there was like a story that he sent his shit in a box, yeah. one of his co and, and in fairness to that, what you guys just said, like that's his personality. He needs to get credit for the fact that he would not piggyback on bodies, on a body count, yeah. on a character where people, you know, mutilated themselves, right? Joaquin Phoenix's performance in The Joker was fantastic. He deserves an Academy Award in my mind. He really does. I, I, don't, see another, I don't see another act, actor that did a role this year. That was that taxing. Half is insanely perfect as Joaquin Phoenix did. According to a briefing given to the New York City Police Commissioner Raymond Kelly. He had his hair uh, painted uh, red. He said he was uh, the Joker. He's a guy that has so left reality that he now is in this, this make-believe world that he's part of the Batman world and that he's going to go in and play this character and through that character, he's going to kill people. But the fact of the matter is, is that he was handed that silver platter by someone named Heath Ledger and by someone named Christopher Nolan and said, hey, here you go. Here's two hours where you get to be that. Heath Ledger in the Dark Knight, what, 25 minutes of screen time? Yeah. That's it. That's it. And stole the whole movie. Stole the whole movie, stole the whole promotional campaign. As with all mass shootings, victims and their families are left wondering why. Experts say in such cases, parents often know, without specifics, that something is wrong.
In so many of these shootings that have happened before, we've seen that they were carried out by people who were really at a point of desperation, who felt they may have had no other options left. Do you guys think the film version of The Joker with Joaquin Phoenix will motivate someone out there to commit crimes on the innocent, or have we passed that as a society? We'll never pass that as a society. Like I said, and I will always say this, uh, violent, leaning people, people who have these chemical imbalances, sociopaths, psychopaths, violent people of these of these persuasions only need one excuse. They are, a lot of these people that commit violent, horrific acts are fantasizing about it from a young age. They do it over and over and over again. We will never not see people blame art for their horrific crimes. I don't think that. But what I do think is that we are living in a time now where even to go as dark as they did with uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, they still had to make him a victim. They still had to make him a victim. So we won't accept quite 100% evil like we did before. And I think that's kind of okay. I think it's okay, especially in the wake of what happened in The Dark Knight. But they still had to make Joaquin Phoenix just like a little bit like, like you know this guy. Yeah. In order for us to accept it. I don't know any the, any anybody like Heath Ledger's Joker. I know a couple people like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Yeah, that's true. And uh, they're called comedians. And it's like he's just <laughs> yeah. self-indulgent and narcissistic and sad. But do you know what my point is? Is they that, that we are at a different time. That even to go dark and even on the silver platter of Christopher Nolan and Heath Ledger's Joker, they still had to go, look, he's a bully. He's you're, a bullying victim. You're absolutely right. Um, I think that as long as the Joker is around, as long as the media attaches itself to anything that is Joker related, that threat will always be there. <laughs> What's so funny? Freak! <laughs> Gotham has lost its way. What kind of coward would do something that cold-blooded? Someone who hides behind a mask. I used to think that my life was a tragedy. It's a comedy. They're already rebooting Batman again with Robert Pattinson. There's going to be no Joker, but guess what's going to happen at the end of that movie? We're going to see. We're some... going to see a card. We're <laughs> yeah. going to see something or hear a laugh. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get the Joker again, and that threat will once again be reintroduced in the society. Nobody ever labels themselves as evil. Everyone considers themselves to be good. So the Joker tries to seduce Batman, Gordon, and others into abandoning their moral foundations and do something they'd never see themselves doing. Thereby corrupting their understanding of goodness. His mischievous passion for breaking down people's confidence in the division between good and evil is exactly what makes the Joker so intriguing. Most other villains combat good with the opposite. The Joker destroys good. In the end, Batman wins the fight, but the Joker wins the argument. Will the Joker always be dangerous to this society because of his message, or will he eventually just be a comic book character again? 80 years he's been around. 
And that's a long time. And guess what? And they're going to keep making him more deranged. They're going to keep making him more personable. And they're going to keep trying to make him. He's going to. The more the more work that they put into the Joker, because again, at this point, he's a cash cow. We two movies, actually three movies. He's been associated with. All you got to do is sprinkle him into a movie. Even Suicide Squad was a hit. Was a hit, and that was a dog shit movie. But because the Joker was in there, and before people went and saw the movie, they knew he only had like seven, ten minutes of screen time. That was it. But we. Oh, but still, it's still another incantation of the Joker. We got to see what's. We, how's he going to do this? Is he going to meet? Is going to be? Is going to meet my expectations? They will always pay attention to that. So as long as the Joker is around. As long as the Joker is around, I mean, there's around, always there new Joker always... stuff to. Cons- right now, we have the the uh, R-rated animated show. It's great with Kaylee Cuoco as as um, Harley, Quinn. Harley Quinn. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's a little bit more like the Mark Hamill Joker. It's a little bit more tongue in cheek, a little bit more fun, not l- less dark, but just with like adult humor in it. But it's never going to go away. It's never going to go away. And here's the real crux of it that none of us want to admit: morality is boring. Morality is boring. We're not interested in morality. We're interested in the depraved. We're interested in darkness. We're interested in art. We're interested in something outside of the box. We're interested in something that challenges our view of us as humans. That's just the way it is. And to piggyback off the Harley Quinn thing, that to me, the Joker and the Harley Quinn, something that is so dysfunctional, yet you will see people romanticize that. A, a fucking emotionally abusive relationship. Yes, yes. You will and see, physically abusive yeah, in the comic books. You will books. see people romanticize that. How many women out there were like, I've been in a relationship like that. I have an excuse to act like Harley Quinn did. There will, there, there will, people will always look for an excuse to... Oh, you had a relationship like Harley Quinn did? You treated a man in a psych ward for many, many months and then eventually he convinced you to exactly. become a supervillain? That's you did? You exactly relate to that? Exactly my point. Exactly my point. See, that, that's what I'm getting at. People, People's lives are so boring Mm -hmm. that they will do whatever it takes to relate to somebody who's getting the attention and that's the scariest part about the joker and the harley quinn relationship they'll do whatever it takes to think in their mind that they now matter yeah that they're interesting they'll do whatever it takes now to, to feel like they have a purpose but in the process are we just creating hell on earth yes But I suppose the question still remains, why does he bother? It's a cop-out to say the Joker is mentally ill. The common classification of the Joker as insane seems to just be a way of demonstrating how little we understand about how his mind works, and why it takes a similarly dark and eccentric character to figure him out. What makes the Joker violent, in other words, isn't a psychiatric problem. It's an existential one. He is pathologically sane, and he's seen how fragile conventional morality is. I cannot stress this enough. This is the gray area. This is something I talk about a lot in my personal life, the gray area of of the world. Like, I am a good person, and I know it's wrong for me to enjoy watching a true crime documentary. When you break it down black and white, it is wrong for me to watch Mm. a true crime documentary and enjoy it. It is wrong. It is wrong. It is entertainment value at the on the backs of a tragedy of somebody else's loss of life. And, uh, you know, not to bring in a whole nother documentary, but there was this powerful part at the end of the Don't Fuck With Cats documentary where, where one of the people commenting looks into the camera and says, are you contributing? Are you contributing to this, to what we are doing here, to what we tried to stop here? Are you contributing by watching this documentary? And we have to think about that. There is a morality in that. I just wanted to bring down your grim facade and for once let you see the world as I see it. 
giggling in a corner and bleeding. But I am also a realistic human being, and I will tell you, I love horror movies. I love scary stuff. I love the interesting and the depraved and the dark and the creepy. I love all of those things. But I know unequivocally that we shouldn't. We shouldn't. We shouldn't tout those as entertainment. He believes that no one is more than one sufficiently bad day away from total depravity. But the Joker doesn't just abandon traditional moral codes. He subverts them with a sinister kind of humor. Sounds like everybody's got to buckle up for like a spiritual revolution. And then after that, I'm sure the Joker will come in and take it back away. That's his job. This is the yin and yang of life. That's his job. There is no, you don't get to be a good person if everything around you is good and it's easy to be a good person. You you have to earn your stripes as a human being. You have to make hard choices and make wrong ones and make mistakes and do things. And you cannot do that if the Joker doesn't exist. Being Batman is the meaning of life, is doing it for no thanks, doing it because you know it's the right thing and not allowing the horrific people to drag you down to their level. But I also think the Joker is important because he does make me question things. Yeah. Like when I see somebody, when I see a Joel Olstein out there who's making millions of dollars and put a big old, big old smile on his face and he's preaching love, the Joker pops into my head and goes, that guy's not telling you the truth. Yes. Don't run with that guy. Again, the Joker is... The I think, Joker I think, is I, a mirror of be careful of who you think are heroes. Be careful. You've changed things forever. And why do you want to kill me? <laughs> I don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, 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 you, you complete me. You're garbage, you kills for money. Don't talk like one of them, you're not. Even if you'd like to be. To them, you're just a freak, like me. <laughs> Follow my co-host, Brendan Hahn, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Mr. Hahn Comedy. Jocelyn Sharp on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Jocelyn Sharp. And Sylvia Alvarado on Twitter and Instagram, at It's the Sylvia. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at Rise to Offend, and on Instagram, at Rise to Offend Official. And make sure to listen to us every Monday on the Metal Sucks podcast on MetalSucks.net. Email us comments, questions, errors we may have made, or any figure you'd like us to cover, rise to offend at gmail.com. Discover the DC Comics, an 80-year media presentation of The Joker. Find his graphic novels and stories throughout the comic book and DC universe. View Batman the Animated Series, the multiple animated film versions of his graphic novels, including The Killing Joke and the film versions from 1966 1989, The Dark Knight Trilogy, and Joker. All content on this show is copyrighted by its owners. Thank you all so much for the reviews on iTunes. These five-star reviews are helping this show grow and is all we can ask from you guys. Please, if you listen to the show and appreciate all the hard effort behind it, review the show on iTunes for us. It truly means the world that you take the time to listen and to review the show. Until next week, repeat offenders, RTO Podcast, signing off.